you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You are listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So um, we're in the process of uh, journeying through the book of Genesis uh, these last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, when you talk about the book of Genesis, it's hard not to talk about Joseph and his amazing story. Uh, It's amazingly long. And we're going to talk about his beginning, which is also an amazing beginning uh, uh, there in chapter 37 with uh, his look on dreams. And so I'm going to let Zach kind of give us the rundown on this. Yeah, certainly. So, so we start in, in, in Genesis chapter 37, and we find that, that Jacob is living in Canaan, uh, where his father was an immigrant. That's, that's how this starts out. That's, that's the context of this thing. Jacob's in Canaan, where he, he doesn't belong. He's not from there, but he's making his home there. And um, then we, then we quickly get into Joseph's story. Um that he's, he's 17 years old, he's a shepherd, he's tending to the flock with his brothers. Um, and we find out three verses in that he's the favorite, which, which is really interesting in this day and time uh, that, jo- uh, that, that Joseph being one of the younger sons is the favorite, but, but it says that's why, because, because he's one of the younger, because he came late in Jacob's life. Uh, he's loved. And so, uh, where do we want to pick up? Uh, we'll start in verse three. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons, because he was born when Jacob was old, Jacob had made him a long robe. When his brothers saw this, saw that their father loved him more than any of his brothers, they hated him and couldn't even talk nicely to him. Joseph had a dream and told it to his brothers, which made them hate him even more. He said, listen to this dream I had. When we were building stalks of grain in the field, my stock got up and stood upright while your stalks gathered around and bowed down to my stock. His brother said to him, will you really be our king and rule over us? So they hated him even more because of the dream. Then Joseph had another dream. And described it to his brother. See, Joseph has kind of a, he doesn't really get context clues. He's not reading the room well (laughs) in these stories. Uh, Verse nine, then Joseph had another dream and described to his brothers, I've just dreamed again. And this time the sun and the moon and even uh, and 11 stars were bowing down to me. When he described it to his father and his brothers, his father scolded him and said to him, what kind of dreams have you dreamed? Am I and your mother and your brother supposed to come and bow down uh, to the down to the ground in front of you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father took a careful note of the matter. <laughs> These stories make me laugh because it's, it's Joseph going, hey guys, I've had this dream. And clearly, these dreams are not in favor of his brothers. Uh, they continue to, to pour upon the favor of, of Joseph and him being the favorite. 
but also these these kind of prophecies of him being being in leadership and and some stuff there too. But being a younger sibling myself, I identify with Joseph a little bit and uh, being the favorite. Um, my family doesn't listen to this podcast, so I can say that uh, <laughs> and own it. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna disagree. But I find it really interesting that that uh, family aspect is there. Um, hey guys, I've had this dream. I want to share it with you. Um, oh, and by the way, it's in favor of me, right? And but he keeps doing it, and it but it keeps driving this wedge uh, already that is there in between Joseph and his brothers that escalates very quickly. Uh, and the next little section is they they take revenge on him. But you you see it building with. Uh, the Technicolor dream coat, and then with these dreams that he has uh, that that really don't show his brothers in great light, right? Um, initially, that's kind of what sticks out to me, Matt. What what kind of pokes up for you there? Well, as the uh, chosen son of my family, being the youngest son, uh, I, there are times where I can relate with Joseph very well as someone right. who does. Like I, I'm a I'm a, I'm really I, I'm a dreamer. And I, I do have those moments of dreams and, and, and part of me questions, what were the bad dreams that he didn't tell anybody about? Um, Cause you know, that does happen. Um, and, and I think that with uh, the story, you know, the, the response of the brothers is pure and that like, you know, well, who's he to say, I mean, who gave him this authority to do all this stuff? And, and that, um, we obviously know that Joseph was very attractive and just kind of like the, I mean, he was the chosen child and, um, you know, that, um, those family. Are you, are you trying to say he was the Donny Osmond of the family? I mean, if you want to, you can. <laughs> uh, oh, I want to. I mean, I know you want to, but I mean, I, I'll leave that up to you. Um, uh, I mean, I also do believe, and I know nobody in my family listens to this podcast. I'm the better looking brother out of, <laughs> out of both of us. So, um, although he does have more hair than I do, but um, ponytails just shouldn't happen on men over 40. So, um, if he's listening, Chris, I'm sorry. I love you. Uh, we'll talk at, we'll talk at Thanksgiving. I'll talk at um, Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, I think of the story and we, and, and the question we always ask when we're, when we're looking at a bar- biblical story is how does this fit in the, like the question we should ask mm-hmm. is how does this fit into the larger story? Well, obviously this is the beginning of Joseph. And as we think about this beginning this is leading us up to a whole other section of the people of Israel and what they went through to get where they are at now. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, in this story that you know, they, there's a story of them going to Egypt, and like when we see that, like we know that natural history of that, and like I think this is important to understand that, like, hey, there was a time we did this, and this happened, and this famine happened, and here's what was going on at the time, and like how we're connected, how our faith is connected to this, and and this origin story is very important to the larger narrative of the people of Israel. Um, cause it drives the next story. And, and, and that's kind of what you get in Genesis is you get this handoff of, uh, beginning, this is how we got here. This is how this happened. This is why we remember this. And now that came off to the next generation and here's what the next generation through. And so here we are in the next generation, we've moved from one to the next and, and we'll close with another next week. And I think that that's why like these stories, these beginning and endings are very important. These, how the transitions happen, how Joseph came into power is important and um you know this is just that origin of of that it is and 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 you're right this this whole entire book of genesis is that handing off of 
why are we here? How do we get here? Why does all of this matter? And, and this continues that in, hey, Jacob lived in Canaan, a place that he's not really, not really his home. He's still an immigrant here. He's still nomadic in a way. And, and Joseph's story is that connecting bridge for us to get to, like you said, the next place and with Moses and Moses taking us uh, to the next place, right? Uh, we, we start to move toward closer towards the promised land and, and these folks actually setting up, but there's a lot that happens in between. Um, they continue to roam and they find themselves in, uh, in a bit of slavery in Egypt and uh, as you get through all of this, but there's this rich story with Joseph in, in this connection of he's the favorite, his brothers needing to get rid of him uh, so that they don't have to deal with him anymore. And that all coming back around through famine and need and Joseph and all of his story, uh, dreams come back into play. Um, <laughs> he gets some, some fun allegation towards him. And uh, yet he finds himself in, uh, in Egypt in a place of power where his brothers have to come back. And he, he could have reciprocated and say, hey, you guys threw me in a well, sold me into slavery you're on your own, right? Uh, and yet he welcomes them in, he brings them in, he feeds them, you know, he gives them a place to be. Uh, all with this Technicolor dream coat. Well, and you know, we, we've kind of been poking fun at uh, children's uh, Bible lessons. Uh, this is one that would be really fun uh, to to color and ask, you know, how are you coloring Joseph Joseph's dream coat? <laughs> yeah, what's your what's your uh, what's your what? coloring sheet on this one? <laughs> uh, I I think there would be some fun with that. That could be um, you know a whole lot of fun uh, to deal with, um, and you know I think that that's um, you know think about um, how do we treat others when we feel God leading us in a direction that may be counterintuitive mm -hmm. to those around us. Yeah. I think that's a good thing to wrestle with because that's not something we talk a lot about in the church that what if, what if you are one of these people? And this is something that does pop up in scripture quite a bit of what happens when God places a vision on your heart that is counterintuitive to those around you mm -hmm. and how do you respond? Not only right. do we see that in biblical history, we see that in church history, and you know, there's some good pluses and minuses on that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, well, and, uh, and here too, you see Joseph approach this in a way, hey guys, I saw this thing. He could have, you know, he could have presented yeah. it in a different manner, right? And, well, and that's that's a lesson for, uh, you know, it's a it's about it's both sides thing here, right? right? His brothers could have responded differently. Joseph could have responded differently, and and you're right. How when we have the have a vision when we have um <laughs> whatever it is and we're excited about it how do we present it in a manner that other people can hear and i think that's what gets joseph in trouble a little bit here well he's, <laughs> he, he tells the, a story in a way that's hard to hear i would almost say in the disc profile he's probably more of a d mm -hmm. uh, id di mm -hmm. i mean i think he could float between the two mm -hmm. and that um he's just being like all right let's go do this i've got this dream let's go i'm super um, excited about it let's go yeah <laughs> let's go <laughs> uh, I don't care about anybody else. Let's go. Yeah, um, and everybody else in his family is like, 
need to spend more detail. <laughs> I need more input. And I'm going to uh, need a dissertation. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm hurting because you, you don't care about me. Right. Right. Um, enough with the disc profile for today. Um, that was your disc moment for today. Uh, <laughs> Podcast brought to you by the disc profile. Um, I think, I think that that's where to land. How do we respond to when God lays a vision on our heart? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to and how do we respond to those around us? Those, you know, how do we respond to that vision? Because sometimes God gives us a vision, and how do we respond? And that's that's more next week than this week. But right. um, I think that's um, something to lay our hats on for this. And and so we want to encourage you to go to our website at beardedtheologians.com and check out all of our great material. Um, there's a really cool link that if you click buy stuff, you can actually buy stuff uh, for Pastor Appreciation Month, which will start uh, in October. Um, you know, flood your pastor with a uh, bearded theologians, pastor appreciation gifts. And uh, uh, you can find that all uh, on our website at beardedtheologians.com. And so for the bearded theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. First guys, I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.